Hello there and welcome to Trope on a Rope, the show where we delve into the tropes that have come to define cinema and see which films are fine examples of their type and which are a bunch of old rope. We love a good end of the world movie. 30 minutes of foreboding followed by an hour 20 of people having, if only we had more time, conversations punctuated by shit blowing up. One of our most favourite ways to planetarily stuff it is the asteroid or comet impact, sometimes as a metaphor for something happening in the real world, like in 1916's The End of the World, the earliest example I could find after five minutes of googling. Where it was a stand-in for war or something, I'm not sure, I only skimmed the Wikipedia entry. As it is with this week's movie, Don't Look Up, in which the comet is a stand-in for global warming, and how deep down we're all a bunch of cunts. My name's Jeff, and I'm joined by Mr. Colin Gerrard. Yeah, right? Pretty fucking good. Tits. It's, also a, it's more of a political commentary on this one as well. Yeah, how we're a bunch of all cunts. How we're a bunch of all cunts, how we're all a bunch of cunts. I can make sentences in word word <laughs> word ways. Beeping, there's beeping in the background. Is that the binman? Um, I'm going to wait for the beeping to stop because otherwise when I edit this sentence it'll be obvious that I've cut out all the ums and ahs, which is half of my job doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you have no fucking idea. <laughs> I, no, I, I really do. <laughs> I, I, I listen to uh, the actual podcast, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's, he's so eloquent. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll, do, I'll do a screen grab. I was, <laughs> there was a bit that I was doing for The Mummy, and it's like this. It was like this long on the screen, and it was just me just going. I, um, I, 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 the thing is, and I got all of that, and then I edited it down, and it was like that. <laughs> That's why we record for like two hours, but the podcast is forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! It's right outside my window. Uh, oh, it's not reversing anymore, so it's not beeping. So I can edit this around right don't look up is a film about two scientists who find a comet that's about to hit earth and wipe out all life on the planet and the existential mindfuck of how to save the world and our inherent disinterest in doing so it's a metaphor you see about global warming in fact it's the second time a recent piece of media has done this game of thrones had this too the need for man to put aside their petty day-to-day -day squabbles and band together to face the ever-growing threat to all of them represented by the north game of thrones ended spoilers by the way with the message that in the end you don't need everyone just a ragtag group of roustabouts who can knock everything out in one afternoon don't look up takes a slightly more pessimistic approach basically basically don't look up seems to seems to think everyone prefers to focus on like a the way people perceive themselves and what they actually want to they just give, give a fuck about what's happening right now fuck the ex existential threat Game of Thrones, just to linger on the Game of Thrones, I think it's worth mentioning that the whole White Walkers thing in Game of Thrones was a metaphor for like global warming and all that kind of bollocks. And yeah, any kind of existential threat that no one 100% believes in or wants to believe in anyway. They spent so long building that up. And like we've said in when talking about other films, they sorted out surprisingly quickly. And when they when they finally bring up that part where the White Walkers actually like turn up and they actually show that they are a massive threat when he when he raises the dead and all the dead come back to life and start fighting them, yeah. and you think, oh my god, this is going to be fucking amazing. Arya stabbed, dead, done, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> 
So Don't Look Up has the same like existential crisis and it's a stand-in for the same thing, global warming. Sadly, though, this one's an asteroid, so it's hard to get Maisie Williams up there so that she can stab it in the back. Is that her name, Maisie Williams? The girl who plays Aria, yeah. She was fucking amazing through that until the, just the stab by Walker Dead. So the Rotten Tomatoes, this is um, the uh, fifth... Rotten Tomatoes is not that high for this film. It's 56%. Hey, yeah, it's quite low. I'm so, I, I'm a, I'm actually surprised at that. I I really enjoyed this. I've seen it one and a half times now. IMDb's a little bit better, seven point two, which is where you I would I would have thought it would have been anyway. But yeah, fifty six percent is um, hmm. lower than I thought. Yeah, same man. So yeah, what what are your initial thoughts on this film? Like you said before that you you like this. Well, I watched it all the way through um, a while ago. Um, this time I I didn't I didn't watch the whole way through the second time, but I I got to about. Uh, halfway through and then I, I pretty much know everything that happens afterwards anyway but i actually really enjoyed it i thought it was a good commentary on uh current political situations and how people don't give just avoid problems for perception like for the, just for perception of like it oh well, our midterms are coming up soon so we can't show anything bad we have to look strong and good oh now crisis will be a good time but we're down on the points. We need a crisis to use for our political advantage. I thought they, they did that really well. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite funny as well. Yeah, um, I this is the second time I've watched it. I watched it when it first came out. And it's better than I remembered it to be. What, what, the first time you watched it, what was your problem with it? I don't know how you feel about this. I don't normally like Netflix films. This is a Netflix film. Hmm. I don't know why. They just, I never get on with them. I would agree with you on the most part. This was, but this one I, I, I actually got on quite well with straight. The first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. I don't know what it is about Netflix films. They almost don't seem like films, and I don't mean that in the, like the wanky way that some people talk about Netflix. It's not proper cinema. I don't mean that. There's just something about this, like a polish that's not there, or there's there's the sense that they could have done with one more rewrite before they got to it well they they often lack a bit of depth they just uh it just seems like a money grab like they just they just rush it out because it's content 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 just click on it yeah and they often disappear quite quickly they get buried by the algorithm real fucking fast remember the gray man that one that they spent millions on and then just disappeared from the homepage unless you watched it the very day it came out yeah i didn't get to watch that yeah, it's I. Even the day it came out, I went on Netflix to specifically watch it, and it didn't even suggest it to me. I had to search for it. Yeah, so it's it's a bit like a YouTube in a way. They just want content, content, content. Fuck how good the content is. Fuck how bad it is. It just as long as we have stuff, we have a reason to exist. It, yeah, it's, yeah. Netflix is a slightly flashier YouTube. Yeah. But having said that, uh, the first time I watched this, I did think that the uh, it, it did seem high quality, like like good good cinematography. But at some points, it it, it, it seemed like uh, they were trying to make it more like a mockumentary, where it didn't didn't even seem like it was a uh, quite quite as good cinematography, yeah, quite as high grade. But I think that they did that in a quite a good way because that's the way it should have been shot in those points. Mm. The first time around, I I knew. <sighs> I knew about the whole, oh, it's actually about global warming thing. I knew that going in. 
but the first time I watched it, I thought a lot of the satire was a little bit too on the nose, a little bit too obvious, some like low hanging fruit. Some of the characters were overly caricatured. Um, that I still think this, it's a little bit, it thinks it's smarter than it actually is. Yeah, I agree with that. Like the uh, the president's son, for example, he's he, like I actually quite like the character, but at the same time, he is a bit he is a bit of a fun caricature. That I I think he I'm not even <laughs> the only thing I disagree with that is that I don't think he's a character at all. I just think it's Jonah Hill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But 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 he 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 is the he is the he is like the epitome of fucking nepotism mm. he doesn't have he has absolutely no reason to be the chief of staff he has no qualifications whatsoever he just happens to be the president's son and then given a, a job so i think i think that was a bit of a that was more of a commentary on the trump regime than anything else yeah he's just uh he's just a lucky to be the president's son yeah. and he's a fucking asshole and uh, he has the opposite you know that like trump has said those creepy things about his daughter yeah like he's he says jonah hill keeps saying these like oedipus things about his mum. <laughs> like, no she's the only person i've ever seen in a porn film well, that's your fucking mum, you weirdo <laughs> but yeah no the second time around watching this i it's like we're watching like most comedies actually the second time around you like appreciate it more you see some of the some more of the hidden depths and layered jokes and stuff like that and i appreciated it a much a lot more the second time around and um the cast is great yeah surprisingly good i think because netflix is willing to throw a shitload of money at it basically not everyone is is way the same i think like leonardo dicaprio and jennifer lawrence they're like the main characters. They're all right, I suppose. The the president and Jonah Hill, Mel Streep and Jonah Hill, I fucking hated. Yeah, but I think you're supposed to hate them. No, I just didn't like their performance at all. I thought it was a little bit too... They, those two were a little bit too too comedy, too buffoonish. It was more idiocracy rather than Armando Iannucci stuff, like Veep or The Thick of It. But is it... Isn't that kind of the point of what they were saying, though? That the politicians are fucking idiots. I know, but the politicians in, like, Armando Iannucci shows, like, the thick of it, they're also idiots, but it's slightly more cleverly done. Cleverly done. Cleverly done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree with that. But, like, I mean, the, the reason they made them such buffoons and, like, caricatures is to point out the fact that politicians are fucking idiots. I have to say, I, I did prefer... I actually liked... I liked Jonah Hill um, at the beginning when he was just like the Don Jr. caricature, but by the end of the movie, I didn't like his performance so much. He just he just seemed to get more and more and more caricature as it went on, and it's like, okay, we get it. He's a fucking idiot. At some point, he need his character needs to develop at some point in some way, not just be a complete asshole the whole way through. I did like I did like one of his final final moments though, but we'll get to that when we go through the film. Um, the only thing I also want to say about the cast is that I think like Kate Blanchett was great in this, yeah, um, as well as uh, what's her name, Melanie Linsky, who's um, who's that? Leonardo DiCaprio's wife. Oh yeah, she yeah she was good. She was actually quite realistic as well. These like end of the world films. I like the build up to the discovery, mm, which was very fast in this movie. In Greenland, it was what like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, of like stuff slowly building up and like noticing shit in the corner of your eyes and uh, not corner of your eyes. Like all oh, like the military are moving and all oh, the 
there's like a piece of exposition on the news as we're changing channels and that kind of shit. In Deep Impact, it's like a third of the film. Hmm. Mainly because, like, it's Taya Leone. She's like a newsreader. She's the main character, so it does follow her. Um, but this one, yeah, it's like two minutes. Yeah, but, I mean, the reason that happens is because it takes a different perspective. Like, yeah. in, in Dun- uh, what's the Greenland, it was, uh, it was from the perspective of the people that are receiving the news. Yeah. Right? So it, it's going to take a bit longer because they receive the the watered-down version, like... Like, this is the opposite perspective. This is the people who actually find out straight away and trying to give people the news, but then going through all the filters of politics and the newscasting fucking idiots, watering it down. And so it, they know it straight away, but they're trying to get it out there, but the, the people can't quite receive it because the news people just water it down. Politicians lie about it. So yeah, yeah. So the scientists know straight away, and then the whole film is basically them trying to tell everyone else that this thing's a thing. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, I did like I like the the way that they did it in this film. Like he's they're just doing like math on a whiteboard, and he's doing the I don't know what calculation he was doing, but it's like oh, the closer it gets to zero, the closer it gets to to Earth, and then he finally gets to zero, and he's like, um. Everyone leave. Shit. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> so there's a huge asteroid. That's the that's the point. There's a huge asteroid. It's coming towards Earth. And they've got, I think they say six months is the time frame that they give. Six months, 14 days, and seven amount of hours. I tell you what, for an American movie, I love a good Bob Monkhouse quote. <laughs> right, right at the beginning, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That re- actually, the second I didn't notice that the first time that it was by Bob Monkhouse, it was this time when I watched it. I was like, "Okay, Bob Monkhouse." Bob Monkhouse was Bill. Was Bob Monkhouse big in America? I'm not sure. It's like how I, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a quote from Bob Monkhouse at the beginning. I want to die peacefully in my sleep, like my grandfather, not screaming in terror like his passengers. <laughs> Which, I mean, I've heard that quote so many times, but I never knew that yeah. was Bob. I never knew it was Bob Monkhouse. So they discover the thing, and then there's a bit of bureaucracy. So they start this thing like you were talking about, like they spend the entire film like trying to tell people. And the first people that they go to is NASA, who then forward them to the Planetary Defense Department or something like that. Um, And it it starts this chain of bureaucracy. Um, But it also starts this chain of undermining people. Yeah. Because I think the Planetary Defense Force, that guy... He's the only person who takes it seriously. But he, he believes him after he also checks with loads and loads of different scientists, right? They all they all they all verify the math and they goes, fuck. And then he believes it. Which is, you know, fair enough. So yeah, there's this thing in this film, this chain of undermining people. So the planetary defense force guy, he gets undermined by NASA as a whole. The president undermines NASA. The cell phone guy, Bash. He undermines the president, and then just reality itself undermines him. Yeah. And then reality and the truth is what the scientists were saying in the first place. Yeah. So it goes back to them. It, it, it is interesting, though, because like ultimately there's, there is an asteroid coming to Earth, and it is going to kill them. So it doesn't matter how much you lie to yourself. At some point, you're going to be like, oh, we're all going to die soon. And I see, have to accept the truth. And like every single person is, 
in this even even Leonardo DiCaprio's character ends up kind of falling into his fantasy land where he becomes kind of a famous superstar for a bit. And he's like, do you know what? That's what I like right now. Fuck it, I'll just be a superstar for a bit until he realizes, oh yeah, we're we're gonna die. Yeah, they all kind of except for like Jennifer Lawrence, I think, everyone gets swept up in this. Well fucking what can I get out of the situation? Rather than like very it's all very short term stuff. Yeah, if they just acted right when the scientists turned on one, maybe we should try and divert the course of the asteroid. Um, so after after they get introduced to NASA, they get whisked, whisked away to Washington, and kind of forgotten. Yeah, I love I love the way that they're treated, even from the uncomfortable benches on the plane that they go go on. <laughs> it's like they. The military weren't even told who or what they were going to be carrying. So there's just these two people on the sideways benches in a Hercules, <laughs> and like and like they they turn up at the White House and there's and they're like oh, we will be with you in five minutes and there's like a little birthday happy birthday party going on because that, yeah. <laughs> that's really important and like like for people... the secretary yeah <laughs> there's there's the general who charges for snacks which <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> to actually just be free from the fucking fridge yeah like the woman said oh where do i where do i go to pay for these you know they're free it's the white house <laughs> and jennifer lawrence never lets this go throughout the whole film she just keeps coming back just going in quiet moments whilst everyone else is pulling their hair out about this the the looming threat she's just there going he he must have known that we'd find out like he's a three-star general does he need the money <laughs> um so they talk to the president, and the president doesn't take it seriously. Um, she's just, I think you mentioned before, she's just concentrated on the midterms or, like, how they can spin it. They can't They can't think of a way to spin it, posit- it positively for them. Like, it can't serve them in any purpose, so they just shrug it off to begin with. Yeah, but I do, I do love the way they do that. It's like, uh, it's 100% chance it's going to hit. Oh god, hundred percent chance. That doesn't sound very good. People aren't going to take that news very well. Oh, so well, I mean, it's a ninety-nine point seven eight. So it's not a hundred percent. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. how about we just call it seventy percent, and then everyone's you know feeling a bit better. But it's not seventy-five percent. I do, I do love and hate the president and Jan Hill. It's weird. It's it's Meryl Streep. It's like weren't you weren't you Margaret Thatcher at some point? Um... But yeah, I, I never got on with these two. I think they were just too comical. And Jonah Hill is just Jonah. He's just Jonah Hill. Yeah, that is true. But I do I do like the I do like the commentary on how politicians are just fucking bullshit. You are you are you are right. They're a bit too caricature. But... Yeah, I w- I would have appreciated a little bit more 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 nuance, a little bit more veep or um, uh, what's the other one? Thick of it. Um, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Parks and <laughs> because the president doesn't take it seriously, so they leak it. They leak it to the media instead, and they start doing press tours and 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 all that kind of bollocks. But again, they don't really take it seriously, and they're just thinking of what they can, what the story can do for them, like the outlets and the ratings that they can get from it. Yeah, they just talk about buzzwords like um, click throughs and and. Uh, saturation points and views, and they they don't really care otherwise. Like they go on the news, and Jennifer Lawrence just goes, "Well, they go on that program, the the daily uh, the daily rip, with Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry, 
and Jennifer Lawrence just loses it and just goes, for fuck's sake, this is this is the end of the world, fuckers. And they go, ooh, we don't really like you. And then they just go, yeah, no, well, we'll just uh, not put her on TV anymore and you need media, and the other one needs media training. And they just talk about it like that for the whole film. Shortly before they decide this to, to, to like one of the end of the world, they bring on Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will you marry me? Yeah. Oh. And then afterwards they compare it. Well, there's so many clicks and uh, that was such a popular segment. But as soon as you guys turned up, went down a bit. Maybe we won't uh, ask you to come back on again to talk about the end of the world. Ariana Grande, she doesn't pay herself, does she? So they give her a different name, don't they? Yeah, yeah that, she plays... Uh, I don't know what I don't know what she's called, but she plays basically another pop star. I, I do like the fact that is her new story is like oh she's broken up with her boyfriend, which is what ha- keeps happening to her in the real life. And, <laughs> uh, and she's she sat in the way she sat in the green room, and and Leonardo DiCaprio is just like um, oh I'm sorry to hear about you and your boyfriend. <laughs> she just goes uh, mind your own business, you old fuck. <laughs> just like yeah, nice. <laughs> And then, like, two seconds later, she's on there going, yeah, my breakup, it was so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, uh, the Daily Rip as well. I did like the... F- it is very, like, light and flat. I don't know. Before you call it, I'd like to say that I like the fact that it's called The Daily Rip, as in R.I.P., as in rest in peace. Oh, shit. I, I didn't, hadn't thought of it like that. I was like, oh, that's quite clever. I love that. Oh, good catch. Well done. Um... <laughs> There is a kind of like a light and fluffy like new news program, which I don't know. Maybe maybe the world's gotten a little bit more salty because like news news programs aren't like that anymore. It's all like people shouting at each other every fucking morning. Probably maybe the the morning news in England is, is still like and a bear picked up a honeycomb. Oh, how cute! I don't know, man. If you watch, like, Good Morning Britain, just go on their YouTube channel and just watch, like, a couple of their videos for, like, five minutes and you'll hate the world. I don't know how anyone can start their day watching that shit because it's just shouting at people every morning. To be fair, the last time I watched that was 16 years ago, so... Yeah, they've taken a left turn from just going, oh, and fucking someone's, like, lying in a bathtub full of beans and collecting charity money and shit like that. This Now it's just, like, shouting at people. They, they used to have the the end of all the news stories that had the light little thing like, and, and up in Montana, there was a dog riding a skateboard. <laughs> and on the lighter side of news, migrants are coming to murder you and your family. Sorry, what, what, what? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, peace out and bills with the weather. And there's low pressure coming up from the east following the migrants. What, what? <laughs> you as well? What's your... Yeah, no, there's no, there's zero chill on, on morning news these days. <laughs> Just like, oh, I'm going to not watch this. Um, that was the only thing I didn't like about the Daily Rip, was that they did keep it like light and fluffy in the morning. Um, yeah, so they demonise Jennifer Lawrence and they hype Leonardo as um, as the cute doctor. Aelf, the uh, astronomer I'd like to fuck. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Leonardo in this? Um, I, I think he ended it pretty well. and I'm not sure how much I like this character. Actually, I didn't like his character very much. Um, the anxiety crippled doctor. At the beginning, and then he turns into a confident, like a hip- hypocrite, and then only at the very end he kind of returns to himself a bit, but with a bit more confidence. It's only at the end he kind of redeemed himself, but, you know, it's because he's about to fucking die. 
So I mean, what 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 I would say about Leonardo DiCaprio is I, I liked his acting. I didn't like his character. Yeah, he gets a little bit of confidence in the middle, mainly while he's banging Kate Blanchett. But um, as soon as that falls through, and he suddenly realizes, oh, um, yeah, no shit, the, this whole asteroid thing is turning to shit. Um, then he then he starts to break down again. I love his second little. Um, he goes on the Daily Rip again. Um, if you notice, Kate Blanchett and Tyler Perry swap places. Yeah, so you'd be closer to them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, and like the second, uh, it's not the second time. There's like a montage where he goes on like daily or something like that, and he's like going, "I've seen the numbers myself, and don't worry, our best minds are working on the problem." Um, but then uh, towards the end, he starts to go, "Everything's fucked, and we're all gonna die." I really need you to take me seriously and listen to me now. We're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. We're fucked. And Kate Blanchett's like, uh, well, that was nice while it lasted. Um, <laughs> what, 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 what did you think of Leonardo DiCaprio's character? Yeah, I liked his portrayal of it, but yeah, no, he's not a very likable, likable character. Um, I just think that other, other characters and other actors were better in this film. Yeah, like I said, like Kate Blanchett just fucking steals every scene that she's in. I think Leonardo uh, is in the middle. Jennifer Lawrence lower middle. I hated hated Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the scientist that that believes in the beginning. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, he was great. I I don't know his name. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's wife was good. Um, fuck, there's one one person I forget. Ariana Grande was fine. Actually, actually, I actually really liked Ariana Ariana Grande in this. I love the fact that she's willing to take the piss out of her kind of role in society. Uh, enough respect enough respect um yeah uh we'll talk about her song as well later when we get to that um oh i've remembered who i didn't like mark rylance who's that he was he played the cell phone guy steve jobs <laughs> i like the steve i liked him at the first when he first turned up on the stage He's the problem is that Mark Rylance has played that character exactly like that in a couple of other films already. Yeah, I, yeah, he has. Yeah, he like that's that was his character in Ready Player One. Yeah, so I'm like, you've done this a little bit too many times. I think you act like this in the BFG as well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like old, slightly, slightly confused, dis disconnected genius. A little bit, little bit uh, aut- autistic, maybe. Yeah, you're like you've you've gone to that well slightly too many times. Maybe do something different. Um, so they continue to leak the story, and they just go straight to the press. And uh, at at some point, the government starts to listen because because the political situation has changed. Yeah, because they start to look bad for not doing something. No, no they look they look bad because. Um, uh, she, the president, has sent some pictures of her pussy to her boyfriend. That's got leaked, so they need something, some kind of positive press. And they go, "Well, guess we'll fight an asteroid." So they, 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 whether or not they believe in the asteroid, the comet or not, is irrelevant. It's just that they need something. They need, yes, you're right. They need a distraction from the story about the senator. Yeah, and I, I loved. Like, you know, the big president's speech, like in Independence Day and Deep Impact and Armageddon and like Pearl Harbor and all those things where they have a big pre- uh, the president gives a big speech intercut with 
<laughs> even though it's the american president and probably no one outside of america gives a shit they always intercut it with people around the world <laughs> watching this speech on tvs <laughs> like so you'll have a bunch of chinese people in um in a restaurant looking up at a small tv you'll have a bunch of people people in the himalayas in a yurt listening to it on a radio or some shit um times square all of that kind of bollocks they had that in this but it's like the worst speech (laughs) (laughs) it's this long meandering speech that doesn't really say much it's just mostly slogans and shit and then it just keeps cutting to people around the world <laughs> listening to it like they do in these other movies and it's just like this just bollocks this <laughs> like I, I remember that exact exact kind of thing that in independence day where like there are actually space cars all over the earth and everyone's lives in this one speech and it was really really kind of poignant in that movie and this it was just like hard <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could have just done with, like, if they just had, like, one of the, like, um, Mongolians in a yurt listening to it on a radio just going, fuck did she just say? (laughs) (laughs) So, I also like the fact she's given this big speech and it's on the deck of this ship for no good reason whatsoever at night. Um, And, like, the wind keeps... He's blowing her, blowing her speech back. (laughs) And there's that as well. And she's having to grab it and put it back down. And then there's Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman turns up, and he start because he's gonna do. He's gonna lead the mission. He's gonna be the hero. He's gonna dis- lead the mission to destroy the asteroid. And he's like a. Well, they keep saying well, he's from a different generation, and he just starts giving this speech, and he starts starts just saying slightly, slightly sexist and racist shit, and you're just like, oh yeah, he's just a different gen- generation. Maybe take the microphone away from him. <laughs> um. So there's this big there's this big montage whilst they're getting whilst they're gearing up to this mission with um, Ron Perlman. There's a big montage. That's the bit where um, uh, Leo starts boffing Kate Blanchett. There's bunch of like me uh, clips of media again, like attacking Jennifer Lawrence for being mental um, and propping up Leo for being the handsome doctor. He does his speech of like uh, on the Daily Rip of. Uh, of going oh yeah i've seen the numbers yeah it all checks out we're doing our best the stock market rises and then crashes for no good reason whatsoever it's just like yeah no that's that's just normal then um that senator the president was boffing gets uh sworn in yeah to whatever he was getting sworn into so good for him i like the fact that the space shuttle has the hugest fucking flag painted on the side of it (laughs) (laughs) which you'd expect from america uh and the and they start they start the mission um, and they're all in that like situation room, and then Bash Bash walks in. Yeah, and ruins everyone. <laughs> I like his um, I like his keynote at the beginning where he's introducing the phone. But th- that's the part I was talking about. The part I actually like. That was the part where I, I liked him. And that one girl, and that one girl's like, um, "Can I? Can I say something, Bash?" No. no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I did like the keynote. Um, I didn't like his general demeanor, and again, like he, um, Mark Krylance just keeps doing this kind of character. But um, yeah, no, I do get, I do get the point of him as like this tech mogul who he's he's not a businessman; he's an innovator or some kind of bollocks like that. This whole thing of like keynotes and 
like all companies do it now and they all have these little presentation things where they can come up and they introduce what is technically kind of like a bland thing like a phone or a new game or uh, with such fake vigor and with the, the most amazing presentation in the history of the fucking world and let's show the buzzwords that really mean fuck all it's an overblown powerpoint i mean just fucking scale it back a little did you see the last apple one with the, no. with the weird visor thing no I, I stopped watching them because they just annoyed the crap out of me I, but that's that's another reason i like the the keynote is when it says things like um when um like a living for you when living is too stressful or something it says something like that and you're just like yeah doing everything for you when when life is too <laughs> all right yeah you're right but it does point out this in his keynote, and he mentions this later as as well, um, like about the phones and his company, like picking up all of these data points. Like it's presented in the keynote as, oh, it's just there to say that it can know you better, so it can serve you better. And then you find out later that they're taking all these data points so that they can a sell you more things and um, analyze yeah. everything about you, which which they don't do, Jeff. I mean. If you're going to say that, you should say allegedly. So they abort the mission. Yeah, because Bash is a genius who knows how to innovate. Um, so Bash's plan, he plans to land um, dots on the asteroid to mine it. Mining dro drones. And that's a dumb plan. Extremely dumb. So everything falls apart at this point. Like um, Leo... And Kate, they go their separate ways. Kate goes home, but then her parents won't let her in if she's going to make it political. Because she's the crazy person. Yeah, I, that's that's the point where the whole asteroid thing becomes political. Um, because people want jobs from the mining. Yeah, th th that's the point of the movie. This part, I mean, obviously it's a satire and it's taking the piss, yeah. but even this is a bit... A bit far fetched. Um, I well, the 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 politicizing of it, I suppose, because that kind of happened in COVID as well. Like, oh, um... well, I mean, yeah, the the politicizing of it is is what would probably happen. But the the idea of the sending of the mining, really worst fucking plan ever. I think a company has tried to talk about mining. But I don't think they've talked about mining an asteroid that's about to hit the planet and destroy it in the next four months. Yeah, it's normally like, oh, it's flying past, so we'll go after it. Yeah. I, I think the one that's going to kill us all, we should probably just try and divert that first, then possibly mine it afterwards. Kate works at a supermarket and she meets uh, Timothy Chalamet, um, which I cannot spell. So I've written Charlie, Charlie me? Charlie me. Timothy yeah. Charlie me. Um, don't ask me to spell it either. I have no idea. Once the asteroid becomes visible from Earth with naked eye, that's when the whole "don't look up" thing starts. Because they say, "Look, it's it's there. Look at it." And then the the government counters with, "Well, maybe don't look up." <laughs> then it doesn't exist. And for some reason, that works for a bit. Um, uh, there's the uh, <laughs> both sides make it make it political. And there, there's a film, there's a fake film in the movie, and a cameo with Chris Evans as the star of the, this film, and he's just there going, 
Yeah, no, there's uh, people on both sides who are virtue signaling. And with this film, we just kind of cut through the middle and uh, just have a have a good time. Good action <laughs> adventure. It's just like, oh, yeah, no, that, yeah, that's how that would happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty realistic. There's the Ariana Grande concert. And I did, I did enjoy, like, I was paying it. I think at this point when I first watched it, I went, okay, this is slightly too on the nose. Second time, I did enjoy her song. Her song is pretty good. <laughs> and then it has... They're trying to get other countries to... If the, the United States isn't going to do it, they're trying to get other countries to do it instead, to send up nukes. And then the Russian one explodes on the ground. Yeah. Um, and then they give up after that. Because nukes are dangerous. Yeah. Especially when they got a asteroid heading towards Earth that's going to destroy the entire world. So the Russian one explodes, so they're just left with the bash mission which is to mine the asteroid um and then the rest of the film is just they go the scientists go back to leonardo caprio's house with his weirdly adult children um yeah right look like car that look, that look like carbon carbon copies of each other with the exact, exact same beard yeah right um that is intercut with the bash mission going to tits yeah jonah hill the one thing i will give him i've said that i didn't like jonah hill in this film but the one thing one point i will give is his prayer for stuff <laughs> okay yeah and again like the president gives a speech and again it does that cutting around the world to people listening to the speech and again it's not a very good speech and then jonah hill does his speech about I just want to give a prayer for stuff. There's there's a lot of stuff, and I there's a lot of dope stuff, and I don't want that to go away. <laughs> and he does that speech, and again, it cuts around the world with people listening to the speech and like looking at the looking at the screen, like actually actually engaged with this shitty speech. <laughs> like people stand. I like stuff too. People standing in Times Square listening to this bollocks, <laughs> just like, and then it cuts back to the the situation, like the Mission Control Room, and like the president's just looking at him, just going, "The f- fuck? <laughs> what was that about?" Um, anything else to point out before um, the the hit itself? No, I mean, I I I do, I, do, I, I just lo- I just love the the, the satire on how bullshit politicians are and how how much like people just don't give a shit about a problem that is definitely a problem and will turn a blind eye if you give them something shiny to look at and like oh a pop star's getting married well that's 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 good news i like good news we'll pay more attention to this than the actual problem we're about to die in six months and like i don't it's it's fairly true like i'm pretty happy right now and they're bringing out a new fucking Switch with some new games. That's all I care about. Fuck the fact that I'm going to die in six months. I want this. I like that. And that's the reason I like Jonah's prayer for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the Bash mission. I do like the Bash mission. I like, and it happens with the after credit scene as well, where there's always one part of it that doesn't work. I don't remember the after credit scene. Maybe I didn't see it. I've I've written it down. I I nearly missed it as well. Shit, I, think, I don't think I saw that both times. The bash missions, um, like 
something fails like one thing doesn't one of the many rockets doesn't engage one of them does engage but it crashes into the one that did third um and something keeps going wrong the dots some of them don't deploy the ones that do deploy one cra- hits like a piece of debris and then crashes into a third dot and they they all start like malfunctioning and fucking up and it goes two tits quite quickly I like when Bash just goes, "Oh yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing to uh, worry about. We uh, we knew that uh, we that we built in contingencies for such things. I'm just going to the bathroom." And <laughs> 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 the president's like, "Yeah, no, I need a piss as well." And they both fuck off <laughs> to the to their bunker. They don't go to a bunker. They go to a spaceship. Oh, they go on an arc ship that leaves that leaves orbit. And they leave behind Jonah Hill. Yeah, and Jonah Hill's left all alone. And she only she has like a Kevin, uh, the mum from um, Home Alone reaction because she's on she's on the shuttle going to the ship in orbit, and she's just like, "Oh, I've left my kid at home." <laughs> <laughs> it just cuts back to Jonah Hill in Mission Control, and everyone else has fucked off to be with their family in the final minutes. Uh, of the world and he's just there going back in a minute they'll be back in a minute they'll be back in a minute no worries um i do like the family meal i like how you can hear the impact in the background and the uh, and the, the earthquake gets louder and louder until it finally hit, the shockwave hits the house and then the film ends yeah i, I like the, the the last family meal as well like uh it was a bit well, they, he he finally like comes back to himself, and they talk about family is really important, all that stuff. Like, it's a nice touching moment, and then boom, everyone's dead. I also like the fact that the in, that the asteroid actually hits, and everyone actually dies. And it's like, it's like, dude, you could have fucking solved this right at the beginning of the movie if you just listened to the fucking scientists. I do like about the family meal. They like they have a prayer at the end but it's not the last thing that they say before the house is destroyed like in any other film like they that would have been their last words like a prayer or like we tried and blah 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 blah. they say that then the asteroid hits and then there's like a pause whilst they're waiting for the shockwave to come and in that pause they just have like a benign conversation about something that they did a couple of years ago yeah. Oh, remember that time? And that's the last thing that they're talking about. And I liked that order of it. Yeah, I agree with it. That's that was good. That's a lot more poignant than the, than the prayer because, like, not everyone is Christian. So. Well, they aren't. They point out that yeah, we don't we don't know how to do this, and Tim, Timothy Chalamet has to do it for them. Um, so yeah, I I don't know where it hits the asteroid hits, um, but uh, apparently it's supposed to hit on Chile, in Chile. Oh yes, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, because. There's this whole thing about oh, it's a conspiracy by the Chilean government to get <laughs> to to get like subsidies or or um, welfare or refugees from Chile trying to escape the blast radius. That that like it's a cons- there's conspiracy theories about Chile throughout this thing. I forgot. About yeah. that. <laughs> it's just General Pinochet has come back to life. But yeah, so the thing hits and then the credits start pretty much, and you see you see the destruction of Earth. Um, with with the, to be honest, the destruction doesn't look that bad. Mm, yeah, 
survivable maybe if you were on the other side like i know it's not the point of the film but if we if we're saying it as a literal uh asteroid impact if you're on the other side of the earth you could probably survive this i do love the bits floating the bits of earth floating in space always like a big chunk of rock with trees on it floating in space <laughs> that's always fun uh so yeah so that's uh don't look up anything else to uh anything else to that we haven't mentioned no i i i, I think i've talked about everything i liked about this movie there was a few things i didn't like but um, yeah, it's, yeah. So over, overall, I like this movie. Again, it was a bit, it's a bit on the nose at times, and I fucking hated the president um, and Jonah Hill. Um, uh, but yeah, overall, I, I yeah, I like, I like this film. What would you give it a score out of ten? Um, I am gonna go with. Oh, I'm actually, I'm getting close to um, the Rotten Tomatoes score here. Six and a half. I'm gonna go with. All right, I was going to give it a seven and a half. I was going to get a little bit over the the was it Rotten Tomatoes? No. Yeah, uh, uh, IMDb was uh... IMDb. I, I give it a seven and a half. I I I I will say that I do agree with you that a lot of the a lot of the humor in it was a little bit too fucking on on the on the nose. Like, and I do agree that the the president and Jonah Hill were a little bit too caricature. They could have made those characters a lot more. Uh, a lot deeper, a lot, a lot more poignant. But I do understand also why they didn't make, and then why they wanted to make it a, a caricature, just to point out how fucking bullshit politicians are. So I didn't didn't enjoy those characters so much. But actually, I I, I like Jonah Hill's character more than the president. I I also like the fact that m- most of the backup characters, the background characters, were actually better than the main characters. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with that. Like, I think, <laughs> I think Leonardo, um, not Leonardo himself, but um, but his character, Doctor Mindy, I think his name is, and then Kate, who is um, Jennifer Lawrence. I nearly said Lawrence Fishburne. Then <laughs> it's clearly not. <laughs> You'd have been half right. <laughs> Got halfway there. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, who <laughs> they're like the least likable people in the film possibly yeah but also I, I kind of felt a bit sorry for for jennifer lawrence's character like she, she at, at the beginning she was quite a likable likable character but she didn't didn't react well to her memes and stuff and her characters kind of became totally irrelevant throughout the rest of it there was really no point to her after after she became, she became a meme i do like some of the i like I I remember the reaction to this film when it came out as well because it was kind of like yeah no that's also the point of this film like um because it has global warming because it's a stand in for global warming and the subject of global warming is also quite politicized so it also got that kind of like 50-50 like some people thought it was like um, pushing an agenda or being woke while others thought it didn't go far enough so both sides kind of hated it which I think is possibly why it's got so such a middling yeah. um, Rotten Tomatoes series. Yeah, I'd, I'd prob- yeah, probably yeah. so yeah, and you're like yeah, no, that's also the point of the film the, the film <laughs> successfully predicted your reaction to itself <laughs> well done we're all terrible <laughs> well, half of us anyway 
Right, is there anything else for um whatever the fuck this thing is called? Don't look up. Don't look up. No. I liked it. I liked it. It wasn't a perfect movie, but it was pretty fucking good. And definitely, definitely an enjoyable watch. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd watch this again, I think. Um, you should check out the, the post credit scene. I will. I should, I should have I should have learned after the Marvel movies that every movie's going to have a fucking post credit scene from now on. All right, okay. Um, Colin, where can people find you, if you wish to be found? I can be found in Osaka, Japan. At your house. Uh, <laughs> you can find me, uh, I'm on Twitter at TBA underscore tweets. And YouTube and TikTok at The Badger's Apprentice, or a variation of those words, um, where you can also find static videos for this, and we've got shorts now, so check th those those out as well. All right, that's it for this week. See you next week. Bye. Have a good one.